welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Gate Church. So uh, we need a bit of responsibility because I know this time of year it's a little bit, it feels a bit sleepy, doesn't it? I know that you're the wider weight club, you're here at 11 o'clock, you're excited to be here. I'm aware of that, but, but, but this morning is kind of between Christmas and New Year, where some of you have had too much Christmas pudding, some of you have overdosed on Netflix, and uh, some of you just don't know what day it is, and you don't know why, why you're here or what you're doing here. But we're here, thank God. Isn't it good? We're here this morning, amen? Come on, it's good. So this morning, I want, I want to bring a word because we're not quite at the end of the year, and we're not quite into the new year. It kind of feels a bit like twilight zone. It's neither sunrise nor sunset. We're kind of caught in between. But this morning, I want to bring a word to help us bring an end to the year and also usher in a new year as well. Are you ready to receive? Come on. The title of this morning's word is sweet. Now, when I mentioned the word sweet, who thought of a 1970s rock band? Or was it just me? Okay. Uh, so, the, the title this morning's sermon is the word sweet. One of the things that, that happens with us as Christians is sometimes we lose our bearings round about New Year because when you look at the old ancient calendars, when you look at the Jewish calendars, when you look at the Eastern Orthodox Church, they stuck with the original ancient calendars where New Year was in September. But we have this thing in the Western culture where we celebrate New Year, end of December, beginning of January. And how do we finish and how do we start a new year? Well, one of the ancient customs within some of the Jewish context was they used to eat apples and honey at New Year. And why did they do that? Was it a biblical thing? Well, actually, it was more a traditional thing or a cultural thing. But why did they eat apples with honey? because it reminded them of the sweetness of the new year to come. And I want to tell you here this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce to you, some of you need a little trickle of honey, a little trickle of sweetness poured over you for the new year to come, and a reminder that God's promises are good, that God has some good things in store for you this year, and God's going to do some great things. He's going to do some breakthroughs. So I'm just here this morning to pour on the honey of the Word. And as the honey of the Word goes on you, some of you are just going to, you're going to lighten up a wee bit. Some of you are going to waken up, but some of you are going to be sweetened up, ready for the year to come. So who's ready for some honey, honey? Come on, let's download some honey. Let's get some sweetness in our lives here this morning. So we need some sweetness. And it's important that as we, as we break into, as we finish a year, we remember with sweetness and fondness. I know there's people here this morning who've been through mourning, and I've spoken to some people, and it's incredible, in the midst of mourning, they're still sweet. Isn't that wonderful? And it's a testament to the fruit of the Spirit in people's lives. So this morning, I'm going to look <clears throat> at the whole thing of being sweet, but the subtitle here this morning is Set the Pattern. Set the Pattern. In our words, we have to set it. God brings the sweetness, but we bring the setness. We need to set the pattern for the year to come and allow Him in. Now, as New Testament, born-again Christian believers, there's, there's five things I want to look at this morning. Number one is, is set. Number two, is, sorry, number one is sit. Number two is surrender. Number three is serve. Number four is sacrifice. And if I don't run out of time, there'll be a wee bonus thrown in as well. 
That's just for those of you who are about to fall asleep, you'll now pay attention, thinking, what is the final point that he's going to bring this morning? So, we're going to look at the whole thing of set the pattern for the year. So, number one is sit. Look at the first point. Number, number one is sit. And it's sweet communion, the art of divine forgiveness. This is beautiful to behold. I feel like I'm painting a picture, and you're all going, wow, this is amazing on the inside. So, here it says, while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and gave thanks to His disciples, saying, take, eat, this is my body. Then He took a cup, and when He had given thanks, He gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. What a powerful message. What a powerful pattern to start the year with. Such honey, such sweetness. And it's important as we start the new year. I would encourage you at midnight on the 31st, or is it the 1st? Anyway, round about the new year, whether you do it at midnight or on the first day of the year, is have some communion. You can do it on your own. You can do it with others. But set the pattern for your year. And setting the pattern for your year is down to you. And it's you that sets the pattern. God provides the honey. So, as He brings on the honey, as He brings on the sweetness, set the pattern for this year. And it's important that we remember who He is and what He has done for us. Sweet Forgiveness. Let's move on to the, the next slide. The art of divine forgiveness. Know that you have been, therefore you can. That's a powerful thing. Set the pattern for the year. Are you a forgiver? Are you a hanger-oner? Sorry, that was Dundonese. Are you a hanger-oner? Do you hang on to the past? Do you hang on? Do you have a narrative going on in your head, in your head that keeps repeating things? Or do you have a forgiving nature? Jesus set the pattern. He said, this is my blood. Jesus gave up everything so that we can be forgiven. If we can be forgiven, how much more can we forgive also? Look at the pattern. Set the pattern for the year. The art of divine forgiveness. Be a forgiver. Don't be a holder honor. Hands up if you're a holder honor. I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. But the art of forgiveness. Set the pattern for the year. Let's look at the second point. The second one is surrender. And let's look at surrender. Christ is first. Jesus is first. It says here in Matthew chapter, um, where are we? Matthew chapter 22. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this. What's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And he summarized the Ten Commandments in the two. So it's important that we set, set the pattern and we also surrender to Christ. Christ is first. When you say the word surrender, it's much better in a Northern Irish accent, isn't it? Surrender. It just sounds way better. But we need to surrender to the Lord, surrender to Christ. 
I want to ask you a question here this morning. Are you, a wriggly res- are you wriggling and wrestling with God? Are you fighting against Him? Are you submitting to Him? Are you surrendered to Jesus? He has a call on your life. Are you surrendered to His call on your life? Or are you wrestling and wriggling and fighting against Him? This morning, I submit to you, surrender to the Lord. Sit at His feet, but also surrender to Him as well. Let's look at the third one this morning. Let's look at serve. After that, He poured water into a basin, this is Jesus, and began to wash His disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around Him. The whole thing of serving is powerful. As a Christian, as somebody who's called by Christ, somebody who's a disciple of Jesus, we will ultimately have to serve. And serving begins in the heart, and then it's moved into motion, and then into actions. So it's important in our hearts we we understand what it is to serve Him and to serve others. Sometimes it's easy to say, Lord, I choose on this day to serve you, but to actually serve others is sometimes harder. We thank God for this church because there's so many people who serve in the church, who serve, who give of themselves, give of their time, their finances, and just give of themselves to serve the body of Christ. So we celebrate that. But it's important as we set the pattern for this year, we're not a demander, we're a server. And as we serve others, servanthood comes first. And it's a hard pill at times to swallow, even as a believer in Jesus. We need to remind ourselves that He set the pattern. And one of these things, as we set the pattern, one of the things that we need to do is be a server this year. Let's look at the next one. You're going to love this one. This one is called sacrifice. First, I am second, third, fourth, or. Let me explain that. When I was a single man, I was first. When I got married, I was second. And now I've got three kids, I'm now fifth. And uh, it's one of the things in life, and as you work in a church and serve in a church, you, you realize that, that sacrifice means that you're not first. God is first, and others are first at times, not all the time, but at times that will happen. And we'll be tested in our faith where something comes along or somebody comes into our lives in a time that's probably not convenient, and we've got to sacrifice a bit of us to give to them because that precious time that's mine has now been got to give to others. So as we sacrifice and we lay down our lives, remember that as you set the pattern Remember that Jesus has done it all, and we will have to give our all as well. Some of you are looking at me like, man, this is a tough, meaty, hardcore, too much in-your-face sermon for the 30th of December 2018. But it's important that we hear the Word in the heart of the Lord as we move into this next year. Okay, so that's sacrifice. Let's go on to the bonus. Are you ready for the bonus? The bonus one, I've got two bonuses for you here this morning. The first bonus is space. I don't mean you're going to go up in a rocket with Richard Branson and circumnavigate the earth in two years' time and pay 150 grand a ticket. Has MD bought a ticket here? That's good. So I'm I'm, I'm preaching to people. I'm I'm preaching to non-ticket buyers. That's good. So, 
space. We need to have our sights set on solitude, but not isolation. And here's a key. Jesus spent time alone with the Father, but He was not isolated. Proverbs 18.1 talks about someone who isolates himself, rages against all wise counsel and judgment, and they think themselves the judge and the jury, I'm paraphrasing. But it's so important that we understand the power of solitude. Now, one of the things as you set a pattern for this year, one of the keys for you, as well as serving, as well as sacrifice, as, uh, as well as these other things, one of the keys for you this morning is to know your space. It's a key for you this morning. So recognize Christ as first, but also recognize your space with God is key. And as we have space with Him, we need to learn how to have downtime, download, in our words, download what Jesus is saying, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, and as we do that, it will have a great impact upon our lives. Jesus was able to, to select through the hustle and bustle of the crowd because He knew the Father's will for His life, and He's able to go someplace and not do something else because the Father had called Him and sent Him. It's important that we, as we download in our space and our time with Jesus, that as we hear His voice, we make a choice that things will begin to change for His glory. So it's important that we have space, we have solitude, but not isolation. One of the weaknesses in the church globally is we're not good at solitude. You know, I like, you know, we all like a little bit of social media. If you don't like social media, congratulations. I've got a friend I knew from many decades ago, and I said, how can I get in contact with you? Can I get your number? Because I don't see no more of a file. He says, I don't do mobile phones. He said, you need to come and knock on the door. And I said, you got a computer? He says, only answer email about once a month. I thought, what a nightmare. What a nutter. Then after driving home in the car, thinking, what a nutter, I thought, how splendid is his life. I am so jealous. I wish I could throw my phone away. And so it's important to understand the power of solitude. In church, we're not good at sometimes doing Sabbath. What I mean by Sabbath is entering the place of the rest. So when we preach or go about our daily work or whatever we do, we need to do it from a place of rest. But that is having been with the Savior. That's having been in His presence. So that's this morning. That's my sermon almost finished. I know you're disappointed. You're wanting more. But the sermon's almost over. So we've set a pattern. We set the pattern, and Jesus provides the sweetness. Listen, saints, stay sweet this new year. I don't mean eat more sticky toffee pudding. I mean the sweetness and the aroma and the flavor of the Lord Jesus Christ is there for the taking. It's great to be in the presence of God as we do corporate worship, and Mo stands here and strums his electric car. He's really cool, and the presence of God comes and it falls. It's easy. But when you're on, an, on your own in that place of solitude, get alone with Jesus and say, God, help me. Speak to me. Set the pattern. Read the Word of God every day. Listen to audios. I've got one more bonus for you this morning. Are you ready for your second bonus? I'm going to give you a gift if you want it. You don't need to take it if you don't want it. And it's not Christmas pudding. It's not turkey. 
And it's not Brussels sprouts. When I opened that fridge on the fourth day and I saw Brussels sprouts there, I said, Lord, forgive me. But I am angry with these Brussels sprouts. Forgive me, O God. So, sweet set the pattern. I'm going to give you all a book. Is that okay? It's a short book. It's only two or 3,000 words. And it's called The Culture of Invitation. And you can download it on your phone uh, or you can download it on your iPod pod, or your computer. It's in PDF format. And I'm also going to throw up an audio one as well. The reason I'm giving this as a bonus and a blessing is that we're about to go into theater in two weeks. And I just, I just put this together just to inspire you and to inspire us how we can have a culture of invitation, how we can just invite people to, to be part of the house of the Lord. Is that okay? Come on. Let's all stand. We're going to pray, and we're going to have one more song of worship at the end. This is the end of your teaching for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. 